This podcast episode is brought to you by MyPillow. And I'll tell you what, if you've experienced the MyPillow pillows, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to MyPillow. They've got the Giza Dream bed sheets that I love. They feel like they did the first time I put them on my bed. And if you love the pillows, you're going to love the mattress topper. But they also have coffee, towels, bathrobes, and the sandals. Honey, let me tell you something. First of all, the slippers were amazing and they are all season slippers. So you can buy those at any time and they are on sale right now. for The most amazing price. So are the sandals, but you've got to use a promo code to take advantage of the great prices. The promo code is ROSE. So go to MyPillow.com, put in promo code ROSE. And then start saving money. Joining me today is like my new friend. I love this guy. I see him everywhere now. Of course, you've seen him all over television. He is also the founder of ClimateDepot.com. You got to go there if you want to know what's going on. I mean, he it's, it's a wealth of information, but he's just an all around good guy. I like him. Please welcome to this episode Mark Morano. How are you, Mark? Great. Well, thank you for having me on again. Great to meet you in Pittsburgh and then see you again at the Pennsylvania Leadership Conference in Harrisburg. That was a uh, lot of fun. Really, it was, yeah. It's great to see uh, DeSantis there and also Kellyanne Conway and uh, a great group of people and love the deplorable you had in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was fun too. And you, you were out there on the dance floor for a little bit, so that was cool. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've got some questions for you because, you know, let's, we got to talk about the cluster, you know what, that this whole environmental movement has become, particularly where the car battery production process is involved. And it seems like, and you've talked about this on your site, climatedepot.com, the Biden's EPA is intentionally creating car shortages. And if they are, here's a couple of things I want to ask you about. How are they doing this? Can they succeed? And, and, and I want to talk about some of the human rights abuses, because in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where most of the cobalt mining is taking place, there are kids there as young as seven years old who are working alongside with the adults and they're put at risk every single day. Yet we've got the left and the elitist actually bragging. I hear them, the members of Congress and and, and the left on television bragging about the ownership of EVs when this is going on. These cobalt mines are producing toxic residues. They're leaching into the environment, everything that we're supposed to be concerned about. They're poisoning groundwater, harming nearby communities. But who cares as long as we can virtue signal, right? Is that it? Exactly. About the same time that we're relying more and more on China for rare earth mining, lithium, cobalt, the Biden administration is shutting down mining in Michigan, North Dakota, I, I believe Nevada, other places that literally we're not allowed to produce our own energy. And this is what's creating what I would call an energy dysphoria. You've heard of uh, gender dysphoria. Well, now we have energy dysphoria where we just don't quite feel right in our new energy clothing of, of mandated solar and wind and reliance on China. And that's why I say an energy transition is probably more to solar and wind to power our economy, probably more difficult than it is to transition your gender. I mean, we're at a point where it's, it's more believable to say a man can have a baby than it is to say solar and wind can run the U.S. economy. That's, that's, what the, that's what's coming out of the Biden administration uh, right now. And the latest is with this uh, EPA mandate. We have 6% of cars currently are electric vehicle sales in America, and they want to bump that to 67% within nine years. Wow. And they're going to do that by making gas-powered cars scarce, more expensive, 
less reliable, and forcing a, uh, a bizarre shift over to the used car market as new cars become out of reach. And a, a point on that is coming out of Europe, uh, they're now energy experts are warning in Germany that the uh, cars will soon be unaffordable to at least half of the population. So this is coming out of Europe now. This is the goal. You say, well, why would they want to create a car shortage? Because they want to force us into mass transit. That is the stated goal. Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary, has said he wants to see a every transportation decision being a climate decision. So now they, they, they're trying to force us. And once you get on mass transit, you better be masked up, vaxxed up, whatever the latest uh, public health diktats are, because they'll have you then. They're taking away our freedom of movement. Can you imagine if we all had to get on uh, mass transit in New York City? God, I avoid that at all costs now. I won't even dare think about it. But yeah, I mean, this, there's an agenda here, and it's all about bottom line control. It absolutely is. And you have proposals coming out of like Oxford, Scotland, and Europe for these 15-minute cities. Now, I can do two analogies to East Germany, the old East Germany. First of all, the, the, and, and, and one of them is freedom of movement. You had to apply to go from different sectors to leave the country. They put up a freaking wall between the city of Berlin to keep you locked in. Well, guess what we're now doing voluntarily, the once free West? We're building... 15-minute cities, which sounds like a great idea. Hey, I'm moving to an urban area and everything's right at my fingertips, my grocer, my school, my job, everything's right there. But they're putting up barricades and they're fining you, charging you, and restricting you from leaving. And we now know this, even though you'll see BBC and all these other things, I was called a misinformer uh, by Media Matters just this week for talking about 15-minute cities. But if you watch the actual videos coming out of places like Oxford, you can see people standing there with roads barricaded, not letting people out because they're violating the climate uh, utopian vision of the 15-minute city. You're only allowed to leave certain times. You've got to start paying penalties if you don't go at certain times and if you don't return. I mean, this is frightening. That's an echo of East Germany. The other echo of East Germany is the East German government literally said there's only one car our government approves you owning, and that's the crappy East German Trabant. People would be on waiting list five, ten years plus for that. Well, now, fast forward to 2023, Berlin Wall fell 1989. We watched it live on CNN. Uh, and so now you have the, the once-free Western government saying we only have one government-supported car you're allowed to own, and that is the electric vehicle, which, by the way, takes half a million pounds of uh, of, of, of mining material to make one battery. It's going to remain a heavy reliance on China. Oh, and also, by the way, China is now on their path to be the world's number one automaker due to the foolish West uh, auto mandates like the Biden administration is doing and EV subsidies. China's passing the U.S., South Korea. They came out of nowhere. China is going to be dominant in auto production now. So, I mean, I just can't, there's, there's no end. This isn't, makes no sense environmentally, economically, national security, sovereignty. It's just bonkers from beginning to end. And if you want no more proof of that, just watch our EPA administrator, Michael Regan, who actually stood out on the, uh, I guess it was the South Lawn of the White House or somewhere, it looked like that, and literally said the most inane buffoon things about that we're doing this to tackle the climate crisis. So somehow, banning gas-powered cars and forcing us into uh, an electric car, which is 
you know, going to be charged on the fossil fuel grid is going to save the planet and make hurricanes or tornadoes less frequent in Tornado Alley in Oklahoma. Just nuts. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. None of this is, it's just a dystopian vision. Hollywood couldn't write a more dystopian script of what we're living through right now. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. And then let's just take it a step further. If we're really concerned about the environment and we're facing a crisis, we're talking about a battery that can last 12 to 15 years. That's the, that's the average lifespan. Then what? You know, you've got to, how do you recycle the millions of electric vehicles or batteries that manufacturers expect to produce over the next few decades? Because that's basically what they're saying, right? And if you consider that these batteries are essentially the length of the car, and I've read that they can be anywhere from like a thousand to fifteen hundred pounds, and then we've got what a graveyard of dangerous to the environment batteries. They're 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 creating another environmental crisis, and actually they're creating environmental crisis. And what do we do with these mammoth car batteries once they die? There is no battery heaven. It's literally hell on earth. It's not only hell on earth for the recycling aspect, but also you you can get like a, your lowest end electric vehicles have twenty five thousand dollar price tags to get a new battery when yours dies after a decade or so. And this has always been a problem. It's the same problem, by the way, we're facing with solar panels and windmills. All of these things we're talking about need fossil to make. You need fossil fuels to make the battery. You need fossil fuels to mine the minerals in the rare earth. You need fossil fuels to make the windmills. And they have the same problems as anything else and maybe bigger because of the rare earth elements in them for recycling. So that is a whole Another aspect, if you're just worried about the environmental aspect of it, is the recycling end. But this is a, you know, it's like buying a, a high-end laptop at, uh, you know, a high-end electronic thing. That's what an electric car is. They're just not, and, you know, everyone always trades in your laptop, your digital camera. They don't last forever. But, you know, people will tend to hang on to car, at gas-powered cars a lot longer than they're going to hang on to electric cars. As time goes forward, we'll see. But ultimately, this is the plan is you will go nowhere, you'll be happy. That's the modified great reset. I call it the great car reset vision of this whole thing. And the Biden administration is not stopping. They know this is not achievable, but they know they can create a lot of chaos and shortages. And guess what? The more chaos and shortages they create, they've already done it in energy. They then come out and say, well, the free market has failed. We need to nationalize our energy grid. We need to nationalize our food. We need to nationalize transportation. And all of these ideas were presented by Franklin Delano Roosevelt's kitchen cabinet advisor, Stuart Chase, in the 1930s, in an early version of the Great Reset, basically. And they even said, we'll control, government will control the means of propaganda. So all both Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg are doing are taking a page from the 1930s uh, Franklin Roosevelt attempt. He failed in the 1930s, but they're trying to pick up where Roosevelt, FDR, failed, and they're trying to do that early vision of the Great Reset. They're implementing it here, and it's happening now. They're collapsing our energy, our food, uh, high-yield agriculture, our meat-eating, gas-powered, and the other key thing here, Rose, not a single ounce of democracy in any no. of this. No, that's right. To have gas-powered cars. Yeah, these are just happening. This is an administrative function. The Congress isn't involved. It's the Biden administration. Now, this might be struck down by the courts. But remember, it took two years for one Trump-appointed judge, federal judge, to stop the mask mandate on airlines as unconstitutional. 
So they could do a lot of havoc uh, before the Republicans or courts can stop it. And yeah. where are the Republicans? They had better step up They're very quiet. and make this their number one issue. Very quiet. Yeah. I wanted to talk, too, about some of the other goofball ideas they've got for us, okay? Because this sure. is just blowing my mind. And a lot of this can be found. I'm talking to Mark Morano, who is the founder of ClimateDepot.com. A lot of this can be found. What we're talking about right now, it's all there at ClimateDepot.com. But toilet paper bidets. I mean, like they say that the average person in the United States uses about 24 rolls of toilet paper a year. In my family, I say it's a hell of a lot more than that. Don't ask me why. They also are talking about reusable diapers and reusable toilet paper. I mean, what the heck is going, these are, this is crazy stuff, but this is, these are serious discussions about real crazy stuff. Okay. It is. And this is, again, people always say, oh, you're, you're making mountains out of molehill. These aren't, I'm not pulling this from a Greenpeace or Friends of the Earth blog and some obscure guy sitting in his basement. This is from the hollowed pages of the Washington Post. By the way, democracy dies in darkness is what they claim. <laughs> they had an article, feature article. They even had a commissioned a cartoonist have a picture of a guy sitting on a bidet with, uh, you know, flying up in the air with a toilet plunger in the background and a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> You need a, a bidet or recycled tissue. Now, other people have gone further. There's actually something called the family cloth, which is like actual what? fabric that you wash. Uh, I'm not making this up. They also have um, waterless toilets for inside the house. And I've in the past, I've done read reviews on these where they say bugs will come out and they have a stench. I mean, it's kind of like a camping toilet if you have one, but you would use it inside. The idea is they want us to return to a form of primitivism, yes, pre-industrial revolution. And that's what's going on. So the Washington Post, and I didn't know this. You, know, you can always surprise me. I follow this as my beat. But the Washington Post apparently for years has had a, quote, climate coach, unquote. And I, my headline was the Washington Post climate coach takes a swipe at toilet paper. We may come to see wiping our bums with extra soft toilet paper as we do smoking cigarettes. Now, that's an interesting analogy comparing using yes. toilet paper to smoking a cigarette because they use the exact same analogy with meat eating. The former UK climate chief actually said we want to put, I think it may have been the UN climate chief, Christina Figueres, we want to treat uh, meat eaters in restaurants the way we treat smokers, put them in their own section in the back of the room or force them outside. That's their goal. They're treating. So if you eat meat, it's like smoking cigarettes. If you use toilet paper, it's like smoking cigarettes. If you use a gas stove, it's mm. like smoking cigarettes. If you use an older washer or dryer that doesn't have all the new EPA, Energy Star, total destruction of the appliance mandates on it, you're, you may as well be smoking cigarettes. If you drive a car, you may as well. Be, so this is what they're doing. They're using the cigarette boogeyman to come after us. And it's not going to stop. I mean, they're going after our, our freedom of movement freedom of energy. We're already being warned by the UK power chief in Europe, who they're a few years ahead, that families have to get used to energy when it's only when it's available. They can't expect constant electricity as they go forward because of this Green New Deal style destruction of their electrical grid. Wow. You know, and, and that's astounding, too. When you talk about the washer and dryers, particularly the washing machines, what they're proposing does a lousy job of cleaning your clothes. So let's talk about that. But I want to go back to the gas stoves. You mentioned that. And that's one of the things that, look, I'm Italian. I love to cook and I love to bake. Do not take away my gas stove. Do not. There's going to be a problem here. Taking a gas stove away from an Italian woman. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to work. But you <laughs> yeah. know what? You Yeah, my mom was the same way. She would never even look at houses unless it had gas because right. she wanted that gas stove and gas furnace. But 
Yeah, you can. And here's the kicker on this. And I've done multiple reports at Climate Depot. You can just enter gas stove in my search engine. Candles and the cooking oils actually have more emissions and potential health effect than any emissions from the gas stove. Wow. It is that simple. In fact, I had I cited climate expert, Dr. Dr. Roger Pilkey Jr., University of Colorado, who went through candles, cooking oils, scents, and they were all, you know, five to ten times more potential like not that they're harmful, but potentially using the same standards, potentially harmful to human health, harmful to human health. And but then the UN throws in, uh, you know, the climate activists throw in, well, this is releasing methane and emissions, and it's a potent greenhouse gas. Well, then it turns out, if you look at this, they said, oh, it's all a conspiracy. And CNN and New York Times did articles about, oh, those crazy conservatives are accusing us of banning gas stoves. Boom. Then the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm for Biden, comes out and admits, oh, well, only about half the gas stoves are going to be banned. And then New York State bans gas stoves and new construction. Meanwhile, California is now going after you know gas stoves as well. Every conspiracy theory is pretty much only a theory for a couple of days before it becomes reality. You know, and with a gas stove, I mean, there's precision involved in that. Not unlike a, an electric stove, you can't be as precise. But I, and then I think about the restaurant owners. They're to produce the the amounts of food that they do and and the quality they do on an electric stove top. That's that's insanity. It's, yeah, in fact, there was. One TV chef actually chained himself to his stove and said that you know they're not getting my stove. But here's even if you go deeper into this, they'll say it's causing asthma. Well, if you go to like NIH, uh, even their website, Anthony Fauci's organization will tell you there's no real known uh, the cause of asthma is number one unknown. Then if you start looking at some of the data, the states with the highest gas usage do not have the highest asthma rate. States with some of the lowest gas stove usage have much higher rates of asthma. So there's no even correlation to make these claims. They can make it on some, maybe some model prediction that they tune in. But we've now gotten to the point, Rose, where we wake up every day and some unelected bureaucrat or government agency is literally stripping away something on our freedom. Well, obviously during COVID, it was the ability to go to church, school, work, weddings, funerals, medical care. But now we're waking up one day, they're talking about a gas stove ban and then appliance bans and then car bans and more energy bans and then control of your thermostat. And now with the Washington Post talking about toilet paper has to go away because it's like smoking cigarettes. It's, it's, they've gotten so emboldened since March of 2020. And that's really what this is about. Uh, they've just, they love this. They're drunk with power. They love the idea in March of 2020 that they could declare an emergency, which by the way, I don't know if anyone noticed, just ended this week. We should have had a uh, a celebration because <sighs> Joe Biden was forced to sign this bill that ended the COVID emergency declaration. But that declaration, Trump's five biggest mistake, gave yes. every mayor, governor, a dicta- became a dictator overnight. It actually just officially ended, although it have ended statutorily, but a lot of the provisions don't end until May. But we're officially out of the COVID emergency. And the yeah. only reason this has happened is because we're... Uh, Congress win. Yeah, how about that? Well, one more thing they should probably ban, I suppose, is baseball because, you know, those home runs are uh, contributing to climate change, apparently. I didn't know that. I mean, this this story is just, it's it tells you everything you need to know about uh, about the climate movement. First of all, Al Roker on NBC News Today picked up on it, did a whole segment 
basically like this was certain. There was no doubt that home runs are increasing in the major league baseball, all due to climate change and all these data and stats. And don't you know, this is in the peer reviewed literature. Are you ready for this Rose? The study was a complete and total fraud. And the authors of the study were called out by another climate expert. And, and they basically were forced to admit in an exchange, but here's the bottom. Here's the, here's the, the AP associated press uh, headline basically says going, going, gone study says climate change, juicing homers. Well, the data is very simple. Major league baseball home runs have increased in the time period that they studied, but there was absolutely no increase in home runs in triple a baseball, Japanese baseball, NCAA college baseball, in no other avenue of baseball was there an increase, in, which then leads you to think maybe this has nothing to do with temperature. Maybe this has to do with steroids, batters being willing to strike out more to try to go for the bigger hit. Maybe it has to do with better conditioning, training. And then here's the other kicker. There was a study about five years ago, which I had archived on my website, that said that some beetle was going out of control due to climate change, and it was going after the precious wood for these elite baseball bats that major league players oh. use and these bats would be ruined and that this was supposed to affect their home runs. So in my mind, you're going to cancel each other out. The, yes. the global warming yes. induced beetles are going to ruin the wood bats, which then are going to make home runs less frequent, but home runs will be offset because as the temperature goes up, there'll be more home runs. Anyway, <laughs> this was just pure junk science. In fact, the, the, uh, the scientist who disputed it all and called out the authors and made him admit it, he called it silly science. But this is the kind of thing, it's just designed, it's a pump and dump, they get tons of money to do this crap, and then they get it out to all the media, Associated Press reports it, Al Roker reports it on NBC News, and everyone's like, more evidence of global warming, we really need a Green New Deal now, don't we? There's too many home runs. Just, it's insane. Unbelievable. Un and they just jump right on it. One last thing I do want to ask you about. Um, and that is, you know, the Federal Reserve digital payment system. They say it's going to debut in July and it's going to allow bill payments, money transfers and other consumer activities, they say, to move more rapidly and at lower cost. But I mean, this is like this came out of the blue for me. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What? In July? What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Well, this is part of the great re part of my book, Great Reset, uh, Global Elites and the Permanent Lockdown. Just to review, they're collapsing energy, food, transportation, our free speech, and our money supply. And what they, what they, before we get to the digital money, by creating incredible spending, debt, supply chain issues, uh, and inflation, and using what, what's known as modern uh, monetary policy, which basically believes in printing money so you don't have to raise tax. No, notice we don't have to have Congress voting on tax increases right. anymore. It's a very rare event. They don't need to. They just print more money. So they're devaluing our currency. They're creating a crisis. That's number one. So with that, and again, remember, every time they create a crisis, they then want more government control to deal with the crisis. Remember, they love crisis, whether it's even 9-11, whether it's uh, – the COVID viral crisis, whether it's a climate emergency, which they're talking about declaring a national emergency. And now we're going to have a financial crisis. And the idea is digital currency is going to save us. The government will be able to uh, you know, monitor. It's going to be easier for consumers. And Joe Biden last year, I believe it was March of last year, did a, for the first time ever, a executive order exploring the central bank digital currency. And this is, this is where the danger is coming in. And now they're, they're sort of introducing forms of that this coming summer. And the idea of this, it's going to get us more and more away from cash with the idea of eventual elimination of cash. 
And it's going to get you to the point, and the Bank of England said the quiet part out loud about central bank digital currency is that it will allow you to spend money on only what the government deems sensible. And government corporate collusion, because even right now, uh, Bank of America, I believe it's Bank of America, you cannot go buy firearms or ammunition because they don't think it's right that you should be allowed to buy a gun. So they, if you have a Bank of America card, you can't use it at gun shops. And so that kind of mentality is going to spread to all currency. And if you want an idea of where this could head, look no further than the Freedom Convoy in Canada with Justin Trudeau when the, uh, they were declared domestic terrorists, just like our school board heroes, the angry parents at the school board meetings in America were declared domestic terrorists. But they went a step further in Canada. Justin Trudeau picked up the phone, called all the bankers and said, these are terrorists blocking and protesting the COVID mandates. We need you to cut off access right. to their own money. They're doing something the government doesn't approve of. Therefore, they should have an access. Again, I, I need to emphasize it. It's their own money that got cut off. Not like, oh, we're going to cut off their pension or we're going to cut off their government subsidy. They, didn't, they couldn't access money in their own bank account from a bank that they trusted because the bank ended up colluding with Justin Trudeau and crushed them. That, in a nutshell, is what central bank digital currency is. It's what China has. It's a social credit system for currency. And believe me, you'll get a score. You'll have favorable rates. If you buy too much gas, meat, uh, or something else that they deem not sensible, in the words of Bank of America, then they can cut off your ability. And one last point is we've already seen this. The United Nations and MasterCard have teamed up with a credit card that monitors your carbon footprint and it cuts off your ability to spend money when you hit your carbon footprint max. And here's one last kicker. The man who was the chairman of, of MasterCard when they did that is now the new uh, World Bank representative mm. from the Biden administration. And he, he was just appointed and named by Joe Biden. And he replaces David Malpass, who, who uh, Donald Trump appointed. He was literally forced out because he questioned the seriousness of climate change. Uh, and just to give you his name, his name is Ajay Banga, former MasterCard CEO. He was there when they did this, uh, when the UN MasterCard partnered with the United Nations to produce the carbon footprint monitoring card. It's just getting an idea of where we're going. Yeah. I mean, and then you add that when you talk about devaluing currency, add that to what just recently happened where Brazil and China got together to, you know, strike a yeah. deal, a trade agreement, and it essentially ditching the U.S. dollar. So we're talking about de-dollarization. Uh, all of this happening at the same time is is significant. It is. And this, you know, this is probably this acceleration of the end of the, well, I shouldn't say the end, but the devaluing of the dollar and the threat to the U.S. petrodollar, which was set up in the early 1970s is because of Joe Biden's foreign policy blunders. And now you have the Middle East, you have India, you have China and Russia all working and going off the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. Remember, we had the U.S. dollar as a global reserve currency where everyone buying all goods and services and trade were using U.S. dollars. It allowed the U.S. to be even more, it was more forgiving for our bad economic policies. Yeah. You know, inflation and debt and interest rate policies, you name it, spending. But now we're not going to have that wind at our backs, and it could have major further implications. I mean, we really, truly may be an empire or a, a nation on decline. We certainly are, and I, I would argue, 
uh, you know, in the last couple decades, particularly with the Obama administration, we had a great four-year blip with Trump. Biden, you have to give him credit. He pretty much undid all the awesomeness Trump packed into four years. Yes. Biden had it undone in 18 months. I didn't think that was possible, but apparently it was. <laughs> apparently so. You know, we're talking to Mark Morano, uh, founder of Climate Depot, but author of many books. By the way, anywhere he shows up and brings his books, they go flying off the table. They're that good. The recent one, The Great Reset, Global Elites and the Permanent Lockdown, all of his books can be found at Amazon.com. And I would highly recommend all of them. But this one in particular is so significant in terms of where we are right now in society, in the world. So, Mark, thank you for all of your good work. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Rose. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. Same here.